Hello guys and welcome or welcome back to Scottish and Scared. I am Stephanie and sadly I am flying solo this week. I have no co-host, Shan is not here and I will get to that in a minute. I would first like to say if you guys have had any strange and unusual experiences, it could be absolutely anything, ghost related, paranormal or just strange, please email them over to us at scottishandscared at gmail.com. We really like to read people's stories and we are more than happy to read them out on the next episode. Could you please go follow us on Instagram as well, at Scottish and Scared Pod, where we post uh, silly photos of us in sheets and uh, dress up as our favourite uh, horror movie characters. If you could also like and review wherever you're listening to us, it would be greatly appreciated, guys. It really helps us out. And now that that is out of the way... Yes, sadly, my co-host Shannon has contracted the dreaded COVID. Do not worry though, she is absolutely fine. Um, She is obviously a bit sick, but she's up and doing her hair and makeup, so that's a good thing. Uh, I know she's really bored. She FaceTimed me this morning um, saying how bored she was. And I mean, I suppose being locked in the house for 14 days is pretty boring. Uh, She's not even allowed to go to the shop, which is... Pretty shy. But we haven't actually put an episode out in two weeks because the last two weeks have been absolutely horrible. I had a sinus infection, which was absolutely the worst thing that I've ever had, ever. And then we had Shannon who got COVID. So it's kind of been like the cards are stacked against us. We had plans to do all these different things for Halloween. We had plans to do all these different episodes, but unfortunately, we just couldn't do it. And obviously, me having an autoimmune disease, uh, it's not a good idea to be anywhere near Shannon at this moment in time. So, I will be riding solo this week, and I'm sure that Shannon will be back and healthy next week. We just really wanted to get something out for you guys this week. It's been two weeks, as I said, and I'm not really happy with that. I hope that everyone's doing well, and everyone's, you know looking after themselves physically and mentally. I know this year's been a bit of a, a roller coaster, especially being locked inside for so long. Some parts of the UK haven't back into lockdown, which sucks. Right now where we are in Scotland, we are not in a lockdown, but we are restricted in things that we can do. So I mean, you just got to make the best of it, but I hope that everyone is okay out there. Everyone's doing well. And I hope that I can provide you with some sort of entertainment while you're stuck in the house or at work or, you know, lying down being lazy. The only thing that I've been doing to keep myself occupied for the past, like, two weeks is I have been watching true crime documentaries. I am absolutely obsessed. I don't know why. I'm particularly obsessed with a YouTube channel called Danielle Hallen. She does, like, missing per- predominantly missing persons cases. Um, and I don't know why, but I'm just... I don't know, I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. I've also been really tuned into that programme, uh, Buried in the Backyard. No idea why, just I'm really, really obsessed with that. Plus add the fact that my dad is actually working away right now for two weeks and I'm in the house alone. So I don't think that watching true crime documentaries is the best thing to do when you're alone. I tend to get that thing in the middle of the night where you have that sudden type, like, wee bit of anxiety thing. Oh, somebody could, like, you know, burst into this house and then right now and, you know, like, murder me. But... You know, I'm getting on with it. Everything's fine. I should probably stop watching true crime. Or also stop watching horror movies, like, every second of the day. But apart from that, everything's good. Everything's good. I've also been listening to my favourite podcasts. Uh, It's very strange. I used to listen to 
all my favourite podcasts during the week when I was at work. I would just put my headphones in and that's how I would get from my podcast. But working from home is a bit weird. So I just found a, a couple of weeks ago I went on and realised that I had about 40 episodes that I hadn't listened to. So I'm just slowly making my through, way through them. Uh, I know that podcasts have been a big thing that have helped me through working from home because I can just stick my headphones on and get on with it. But yeah, that is all that has been going on in these past two weeks. Um, I'm starting to feel a bit better. I still feel a bit icky, but I do feel a lot better. And that's it, guys. So without further ado, uh, why don't we just get right in and talk about what we're going to talk about. So today's tale takes place in the small village of Glams, which can be found in the, on the eastern coast of Scotland in Angus, which is the most Scottish name for a town I have ever heard. Fun fact, I actually wanted to call my firstborn son Angus, because I think it's a very cute name. There is a building standing today called Glam's Castle. The castle itself is linked to royalty, with the heir of Glam's being the grandfather of Elizabeth, the Queen Mother, who was born at the castle along with her daughter, Princess Margaret. Nowadays, the castle is home to the Earl and Countess of Strathmore and is currently open to the public for visits. It was home to the Lyons family from the 14th century, but the building currently standing dates predominantly from the 17th century onwards, as part had uh, parts of the castle had a little bit of a revamp. There were um, parts of the castle that were standing, and they kind of just built around that. Also, fun fact, this castle is actually mentioned in Shakespearean stuff, so like Macbeth, I know it's mentioned in Macbeth. So a lot of history linked to royalty so it's a very interesting place now what makes glam's castle such a strange and unusual place is that there are obviously there are ghost stories there are always ghost stories told about old castles anywhere in scotland but the biggest story related to the castle is that of the glam's monster throughout the early 19th century up until the 1900s there was a story told throughout scotland of a monster stalking the hallways of the castle in the dead of the night the account which started these rumours was that of a young writer, Mr Walter Scott, who was the estate manager of Glams in 1790. He decided to stay the night in one of the castle rooms and wrote that quote, He must own, as I heard door after door shut after my conductor had retired, I began to consider myself as too far from the living and somewhat too near to the dead. End quote. He also claimed the castle had a very oppressive atmosphere, and that there was indeed a hidden room somewhere in the castle. Although he did not say that this room had an occupant. As this story gained popularity, it soon became widely believed that there was a monster hiding in this room. It was so popular that it made its way through Europe, so there was a lot of people talking about this supposed monster. Which sounds like something straight out of like a gothic novel or something like that. A lot of people who had visited the castle in that time had claimed there was a hidden chamber or room somewhere in the castle that was hiding some kind of monster or secret that the family did not want anyone to know about. The location of said chamber was apparently only known by three people, the Earl of Strathmore, his heir and the manager of the estate. Now, it's important to point out that none of these people have ever came out and said that this room ever exists. But I do suppose that it adds to the mystery of it all and makes for a good story. A group of guests who were visiting the castle set out to find this room once and for all. They walked around the castle hanging towels from all of the windows and every room they could access 
when they went outside to look at their markers, there was one window that was empty and they could not locate the correlating room inside the castle. So strange, very strange. In 1865, there is a story of a workman walking the halls of the castle who came upon a door that led to a long passage. At the far end of the passage, the workman claims to have seen something lurking in the dark. When he reported this incident to the clerks, he was advised to keep it to himself and was then encouraged to emigrate to Australia, which would be paid for by the current Earl. So, (laughs) if this story is true, there obviously was something in the castle that the Earl didn't want people to know about because why else would you offer to send someone all the way to the other side of the world based on seeing something in the dark like that something could have been absolutely anything it could have just been another workman it could have just been a trick of the eye an animal it could have been absolutely anything so if this story's true this says a lot to me that this guy was willing to pay for this man to just emigrate all the way to australia to keep this story to himself so that's that's pretty telling in 1908 a correspondent wrote in the journal notes and queries quote The mystery was told to the present writer 60 years ago when he was a boy and it made a great impression on him. The story was and is that in the castle of Glams is a secret chamber. In this chamber is confined a monster who is the rightful heir to the title and property but who is so unpresentable that it is necessary to keep him out of sight and out of possession. So according to this story, the monster is a member of the family who is deformed in some way or you know what people in those times would class as a monster so they are keeping in this room out away from prying eyes. In 1960 writer Mr James Wentworth Day spent quite a lot of time at Glam's writing the history of the Bowes line family. He went on to write quote a monster was born into the family he was the heir a creature fearful fearful to behold It was impossible to allow this deformed caricature of humanity to be seen, even by their friends. His chest, an enormous barrel, hairy as a doormat, his head ran straight into his shoulders and his arms and legs were toy-like. But, however, however warped and twisted his body, the child had to be reared to manhood, kept safe and occasionally exercised. That job was given to the factor. He claims to have heard this directly from the Earl at the time and some of his relatives. So, again, if this story is to be believed, the actual family who lived there, the Lyons family, Bowes Lyons family, were actually discussing this family member. And I, I see how it says there that, you know, he had to be kept safe and occasionally exercised. Shows, like, they do have some compassion towards them, although they are, like, locking them in a room and keeping them away from prying eyes. The fact that they're try to keep them safe and exercise them and stuff. It shows that they do have like some sort of caring aspect towards them. So this brings me to the identity of this supposed monster. In 1820, Lord Glamis married Charlotte Winstead and naturally they went on in 1821 to have their first child, Thomas. But sadly, Thomas did not make it through the night and he passed away. Now, there is historical documents to prove that this actually happened and that a child was born called Thomas. And this child is the main character in all of these monster stories. So people speculated that this boy was born with some sort of physical deformity, so hideous that the family were too ashamed to have him seen by the public, which is really sad. 
seeing as how this child would have been the heir to Glam's, they made the decision to create a secret chamber in the castle where he would be locked in and he would spend the rest of his life there. And when he passed, the doorway was apparently bricked up. So it's actually really sad if that's the case, that this boy was so deformed or whatever that he just was locked in a room and that was it. I don't know why, right, but I'm getting, like, no offence, but I am getting, like, Hunchback of Notre Dame vibes here, and I absolutely love the Hunchback of Notre Dame. If this story is to be believed, this poor child was locked away and never seen daylight just because he may have had some sort of birth defect. And I was also thinking as well, it's pretty tragic and sad because if this is... Obviously, if this is just some made-up ghost story, which is completely plausible, then these poor people had to listen to hundreds of people telling a story about their deceased child being some sort of deformed, vile monster that they were, you know, keeping locked away and cruelly not letting them see the light of day. And so imagine, I imagine that to be pretty, you know, sad and hurtful for people to be constantly hearing this story about your deceased child. The reason that these claims had so much suspicion around them was due to a midwife who I actually couldn't find any name or records indicating that she was even a real person. But she claims to have been there when Thomas was born and states that the child was deformed but in good health. So she was rather shocked when she heard of the death of the child a few days later. If we think this child was born with severe deformities, children nowadays that are born with severe birth defects sometimes don't even make it through the night or the first week and we have very advanced medical equipment and medicine at hand. So I actually don't find it that hard to believe that this baby could have been born with some sort of birth defect or health issue and maybe sadly didn't make it due to the lack of medical insight and his condition at the time or just lack of knowledge if that i don't find that i don't find that hard to believe there was also the fact that there was no gravestone for thomas uh but again i've looked into this and apparently it was common practice to have no gravestones for children at this time especially a baby as young as thomas it was actually pretty common for there to be no grave at all but sometimes there would be some sort of commemorative stone or statue that would be erected for people to go and grieve and you know pay respects but even that was extremely rare. So that is not really something that I think can be used to back up this story because it was pretty common practice back in the day. Now, the thing that I find really interesting about all of this is that this family have actually been known for treating members of the family with birth defects or mental disability very differently and sometimes extremely cruelly. Uh, after the First World War, cousins Catherine and Narissa Bowes-Lyons, aged 18 and 22 at the time, were found to have some sort of mental disability and had been placed in a mental hospital or institution in, the ni- in 1941 by their parents. Now, there are no records of the family ever visiting the cousins and they were even recorded in 1963 as claiming that both the girls had in fact died, which was not true at all. Narissa did not go on to pass until 1986, and the only ones who attended her funeral were the staff that had taken care of her during her time at the hospital. So this kind of sounds familiar, if the same thing happened to Thomas, that they were ashamed 
and didn't want anything to do with it so they just locked it away and kept it a secret so if Thomas had been born with any kind of disability I can totally see the family not wanting this to get out and possibly hiding him away from the public eye now the story of Narissa and Catherine was actually a really big scandal in the late 1980s due to obviously the royal connections and their royal relatives. So if you would like to read more on their story, please go check out some of the articles and there is even a few TV shows that reported on it as well. And again, it is a pretty tragic story. Although the story of the monster in the room was more popular was the more popular one, there actually was another theory regarding what was hiding in this room. It was believed that a rival clan was invited to Glam's under the guise of having a nice dinner and just socialising and stuff like that. And when they arrived, they were all ambushed and killed and their remains were placed into a room somewhere in the castle and the doorway was bricked up to prevent anyone ever finding out. So this story seems to be the most believable one for me because clearly... This family do not want their image tarnished in any way and I think murdering a whole clan would be pretty detrimental to your status if people were to find out. And if you know anything about Scottish history, murder and violence are, it is a very dominant you know, like thing throughout history. So this would not surprise me in the absolute slightest. It's also interesting to think that maybe all of these stories of a monster living in this hidden room was just a distraction to what was actually hiding away in that room. So Claude Bowes Lyons, who would have been the Earl at the time and the father of Thomas, was also described as being quite a sad individual, as though he had something heavy weighing him down all the time. You know, like they said that he would be like happy and smiling and like playing with the children and stuff, but you could tell that he wasn't happy, he was just kind of putting on this front. Uh, they said that he he was even quoted as saying, if you could even guess the nature of this castle's secret, you would get down on your knees and thank God that it was not yours. So to me, this sounds like a man who has a very heavy burden in secret and he seems really honestly haunted by it. And there are so many accounts of people visiting this castle or working there that detail strange conversations between the Earl and his wife and just all around suspicious goings on. But the thing that is common between all of them is that the Earl seems completely haunted by something that has happened within this castle or just something in his personal life that people don't know about. So even he is a pretty tragic character in this story. Uh, To wrap up, The family have never confirmed that this room even exists. These are just accounts of writers, visitors and people working there. But if it does exist, I tend to lean more to the story of the rival clan. I feel like it fits more with the time and it would explain why the Earl was so weighed down and sad. As much as I love the strange and unusual, I think that locking a baby in a room from birth because of a birth defect is pretty out there. But extremely interesting and possible nonetheless. Seeing that, if the Earl did have to keep his firstborn son away from prying eyes and keep him locked away his whole life, that could also be a reason for his sadness. The monster, or Thomas, is said to have since passed away and the secret, whatever it may be, is no longer passed down throughout this family. Maybe that's because there was never a secret in the first place. 
So I don't know what this room could be hiding. I don't know, guys. As I said, I see I tend to lean more towards the rival clan story because it just makes more sense. But then it might be nothing. It might be absolutely nothing at all. It could it could be absolutely anything. Again, important to note that nobody ever actually came out from the family or the people living there and said that there was a hidden room that was hiding something. This is just speculation, uh, stories, rumours, theories. But the arrow was obviously burdened by something. I could also believe that perhaps Thomas had been born with some sort of birth defect or, you know, some sort of disability or health condition and uh, maybe he did just pass away uh, and that kind of is what has sparked all this monster stories. Maybe the people who seen him think he looked like a monster and it was just a good story to tell people which is as I said before pretty sad for the Edo and his wife to hear people spreading around these rumours that their firstborn son who had passed was being kept in a room and he was this horrible disfigured monster so all around I think this story is pretty tragic no matter what one you go with yeah it's pretty sad I would need to physically go and investigate this for myself, which is probably never going to happen. So I don't know what to believe. You guys you guys can let me know what story you believe or if you even think there is a story at all. Maybe this is all just a big bunch of hooey that was just made up by someone and it just got past Chinese whispers from person to person. But there is a lot, a lot of speculation online. If you go online and look into this, there are so many articles and so many TV shows regarding the Monster of Glams. And, you know, it's been pretty well recorded. It's been really looked into. And it still remains a mystery to this day. People are still talking about it and wondering, could there have been a monster in the walls of Glams? But even if there was, he's probably not alive today. So, I don't know, guys. You can let me know what you think. Or if any of you guys have visited Glams, you can let me know what it's like, please, or send some pictures. Let us know if you had any experiences. As I said, the place is pretty old, so there's probably a lot of ghost stories there as well. I couldn't find too much on the ghost stories, because most of the stuff online is predominantly centred around this story. But it's a pretty tragic story. You guys can let me know what you think. Uh, that's all we have for this week guys but I will be back next week hopefully with two episodes for you because this one's a little short I might be flying solo again but hopefully not Uh, I'll try and get that up for you on Wednesday and our normal our routine episode will go up on Sunday let me know what you guys think but that's everything guys Uh, I hope everyone's well and I will see you in the next one bye guys (laughs)